everybody, this is the Eudaimonia Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Mick. And I'm Don. I kind of threw you off there, didn't I? You were like, wait a minute, how do I turn around this and uh, say the name of the show? But you did well, you did well, you did well. I did, I did okay. You did okay, son. <laughs> uh, <laughs> made it weird. All right, come on, get on with Skippy. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry about that. Um, I'm sorry to the listeners too for for them having to hear sometimes <laughs> that sort of thing. It's a Thursday. It's a Thursday. Uh, forgive me, um, or don't. Um, Wait, did you say it's Thursday? It is a Thursday. Dun, dun, dun. But what Thursday is it? Did you ever hear of uh, Newton's flaming laser sword? <laughs> what? Do you know Newton? The Isaac variety, not the fig. Um, Newton was a strange individual. Um, by all means, I mean, he he's a very, very bright individual, but very weird. Uh, and he had, apart from all of the advances that he did in maths and, and physics and um, philosophy, he also decided to throw in a, a little <laughs> gimme theory there. And it, it was Newton's... La- Newton's flaming laser sword, um, which is, which states, um, if you can't, if you can't um, experiment on something, it never existed. Thoughts? Oh, I like that one. Any thoughts developing? Yeah, absolutely. Because in a way, it's a, it's actually quite the statement because it's funny because like, He's not wrong, but obviously oh, it now. contradicts. Well, like he's not wrong, but it kind of contradicts what's happening now. Because if we look at the 1960s and we had string theory, and we've had other kind of like modern physics theories. But he he means and, that on across all plates. So even like oh I know I I know he's talking like history. In terms. We can't experiment on World War Two, can we? Like it's past. So does that mean that it didn't exist? Um, now obviously, this is it. um, he's a. It kind of comes off the back end of uh, last Thursdayism. That's why I said we we record on Thursdays. Because did you ever hear of last Thursdayism? Very interesting concept too, uh, which essentially states that the world was created last Thursday. Which Thursday? Last Thursday. <laughs> and now, the, and then it also goes into the whole idea of like your thoughts are just there as part of the development of Earth last Thursday. Uh, so you have to have memories. You can't just all of a sudden be you uh, without memories. So nothing really happened um, because the earth was started last Thursday. I like where this is going. <laughs> Completely <laughs> off topic from uh, what we want to talk about today. But I thought, let's give a little, let's give a little back, you know. Um, so in, if, I liked where this was going. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> if everybody is like going to any house parties or uh, Christmas um shindiggles um make sure to uh to impress your friends or not your friends uh with something like that really confuse your enemies hey did you hear the earth was invented last thursday they're gonna think you're crazy um but make sure to have cheese in your hand they never trust a cheese person now i know (laughs) now you know and knowing is half the battle um if you have any questions comments anything you'd like and that we you know we can address on the show or maybe you just want to get in touch. <coughs> Whoa. Our description box below this episode where it's playing has all of our details. Um, <coughs> you can find us on Twitter and also our, our um, email account. 
and make sure to reach out. Uh, make sure to reach out. We're building quite a little community over in the Twitter, in the Twits. Um, so it's great to see. Um, yeah, I think we can just start. What do you think? I think we're. Good I mean, we've to started, the topic right? Today. We've started already, but <laughs> kind of fumbled about and sort of. Um, we did an intro. You know, we, we did a joyful yeah. intro uh, for a serious topic. Uh, I think. Um, how about how about you introduce this one um, in the basis of kind of the path that we want to go forward? Like, what's the overall arching name of the episode? Right. Uh, I leave it to you to come up with the name. <laughs> Uh, I love I love it if you could introduce this this one uh, since it was um, it was something that you you kind of um, were thinking about bringing to the show so leave it something to you. that was kind of fostered on my end yeah sure thing okay so basically t- today folks what I'd like to talk about well not that I'd like to talk about what we'd like to kind of address today um, is the whole sort of as a result of I suppose this year being a very strange year you know two thousand twenty. And because we've all had to change our lifestyles quite drastically, I would say, in most cases, we're finding now that more than ever, we're having to spend time at home. And moreover, for those of us who are lucky enough to live at home, I know a lot of people are out there working away from home and so on, uh, which is quite complicated. If you're stuck in, you know, if you're stuck in a cash 22 and you're, you're, you're caught in between, in between um, places, um, it's important to understand that now, because of the situation that you've been put in, uh, there's quite a high probability that you're now spending an awful lot of time with your family than you might not have been spending before. Um, I think it's important, as I think we've all sort of realized in our own way throughout this year, how to sort of deal with those emotions and what arises from that uh, predicament. In particular, because we might not be necessarily aware of how we feel about this. Um, I suppose more generally speaking, what I'm trying to say here in a roundabout way is that we need to be aware of, um, you know, how we respond to our family um, and also kind of the fact that we can take advantage of situations like these, which will allow us to actually enrich our relationships with those who we have to be at home with now for a lot of the time. Um, you know, it's relatively new breaking news, but of course we're looking that we're going to have some sort of a vaccine for this relatively soon. So within the next six to nine months, things should slowly trickle back to normal. But we're by no means out of this yet. So I think it's a nice sort of a time of the year, actually, as it so, so, it so happens, to address quite an important topic, which is um, the notion of the human family and what that means. And... Uh, there's there's a lot of literature that's been wrote about this. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that 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 have been said about the importance of family, and what matters. You know, there's a lot. I I can recite some poems and stuff there if, if you're interested. Um, you know, that kind of hit home quite nicely about this one. But it's important, I suppose, to sort of set things off, Mick, is to think about. Um, you know, if you yourself are in a situation, not you, Mick, but just people like listening in general, if you're in a situation where you're now kind of working from, from home and you're sort of, you'll be probably doing that for the foreseeable future, or at least you've been probably doing this for the last like six months, how your relationship has sort of developed um, with your family and maybe how it's changed and hopefully how it's gotten better and maybe it's deteriorated. Um, I know a lot of people, we have a funny, there's a funny thing about families where sometimes Families can be very close. Other families, you know, siblings in particular, mightn't even know each other very well at all. And I think it's a nice sort of an opportunity to talk about 
perhaps why there might be friction and why there might not be friction. It could be complete harmony. Um, why maybe some families work better than others. And just, I suppose, more generally speaking, which is precisely what this I'd like this episode to be focused on, is, I suppose, what the family in general means to people in terms of, of like, attachment theory and things like that, but also how it can kind of go wrong and what to do about it if things go wrong and what it means, more importantly, if things go wrong or if things are working well and... Um, sort of how we might maybe more generally we, we, we could broaden the brush a bit we could get like a two a two inch brush and start going do you know what let's start talking about like because we you know we've just had the results of the recent like u.s election i'm not interested in talking about that at all but it does sort of bring to mind um people's sense of belonging in society and what they belong to and, you know, it could be if you're in the US, it might be a political party or it could be your job and your, your you know, your work colleagues associated with that. It could be a, a local baseball team you play for for our for all of our American friends, whatever it might be. But we all have different sort of groups that we attach ourselves to. And I think the the family is probably the, the, the number one thing for most people. Um, and, you know, there isn't a terrible there isn't terribly much outside that. To, to be honest. So it's helpful to kind of think about family as one branch of being in a group of people. And there's, you know, people play special functions in this group. Um, so a family is a group like n- like no other, I think, is a reasonable thing to sort of start with. So I'm not too sure if that's been a bit too abstract, Mick, to start off with, but it might be helpful to explore some different types of families, or we could just sort of just talk about the nuclear sort of, you know, first generation family in you know in 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 layman's terms or we can just kind of talk more kind of globally around the topic in general i don't know which way we'd like to swing this but i suppose for me i think we'll just start off maybe with some basic points and it's sort of to think about you know how has the experience been for you and i might start with like a more of a direct question and you you you, you can ask me as well if you like as to how we found um you know li- li- you know like spending time at home with our family more than we've probably ever had to before and i use the term had to kind of i need to be careful i need to be careful about that because there's always choice but within reason so a lot of people don't have choices where they are they're stuck out in lanzarote or somewhere i i i I don't know and they just can't really get off anywhere else and they're just stuck in the one location it might be working it could be for a plethora of different reasons but it's i think i've been waffling enough enough now but um i think you've you've kind of touched up on a lot of things there um i think in general What's what would be a good point to start is just by talking about family in general, um, you know, just the concept around family. What makes a family a family? Uh, what are the ideas behind family, uh, and so on? Uh, let's develop a conversation around that. Um, That's good. Yeah, I like that. So, in terms of what you know, because luckily, um, even though for some people it might be unlucky, um, we. We don't choose the family that we get into. Um, we're kind of dealt dealt a, uh, a hand, <coughs> kind of like in a poker game, and we have to make uh, make do with what we have in a way, right? Uh, and just hope that then life hands us kings, right? <laughs> um, I'm so bad at poker. Uh, <laughs> but in general, um, family to me is a very strong word, Um and sometimes you you know you say that certain friends become family. Um, I don't yeah, think I would agree. I don't think it's the same thing though. It's a very different type of family. And the way that I see family and uh, the family that you're born into, 
you might have brothers, you might have sisters, and uh, you might not have any brothers or sisters and have a dog, cat, whatever it may be, um, two moms, two dads. It doesn't matter, right? Because the family is is essentially what is. Family always has your back. Even when you don't think they do, um, they're always there, um, which I think is really important. Uh, and in these times, more than ever, where we spend a lot of time together, uh, some people living at home, other people, as you said, living apart. Um, it's important either either side of that kind of uh, log, right? Um, or either side of yeah. that that plane, uh, you you kind of see the importance of family. If you're spending a lot of time, yeah, sure, there might be more bickering, there might be more kind of fighting, uh, getting in each other's ways. Especially as you get older, you have a certain way that you want to uh, live. Uh, be it you want to, you know, drop clothes on the ground, but your mom doesn't want you to drop clothes on your ground, and she's telling you to to clean up. Um, either whatever whatever the case may be. Uh, or if you're far away from home and all of a sudden now you don't have that family connection, you can't go visit when you when you want. Um, I think more than ever, family has become a pretty something to reflect on, um, which I think, well, definitely personally, I've reflected a lot on this. And um, yeah, the importance is, is great. Um, I think... As I said before, family is something that you can always fall back on. They listen, um, hopefully. Um, but generally, there's an importance there, right? Like, it's something mm-hmm. that you always have. Um, now, I personally have a brother and a sister. And although we weren't always close, I, I like to think that we've gotten to a point where we are close um, for different reasons, you know. You might be close to a certain sibling for one reason, another for a different. Um, but it's always important to to know that they're they're probably the first interaction you'll have with uh, with other people in a kind of it's kind of like making friends for the first time when you when you meet your your siblings, um, and it's interesting. Um, it's in in that sense it's it's quite interesting to me to think about um, but they're always going to be there to have a chat well hopefully and uh, to have a chat and to as i said to have your back uh, so yeah you know i've said a lot about what what i think family is about uh, i'd love to hand it over to yourself to give a, a bit about what family is about to you um it's a very strong question and and one that is probably hard to articulate because a lot of what family means to you are feelings and it's hard to describe feelings in uh, actual words i find um, so yeah go for it yeah i think that was a good attempt and i think you're right because when people think of the word family a lot of the very strong emotions tend to flare up i think that's quite important to be honest about that's exactly what's happening when we think of these sorts of things because i think you're right i think it's a very important thing and i'll try and be a little bit, a little bit more clinical not that being like non-clinical is not helpful but I'll just give this one a go. So you're right. I think, you know, the notion of like family have having your back and being there for you and of course vice versa, you being a supportive structure to somebody else is paramount to what makes a family a family and to make it a good family. Of course, all too often we have families that are not so functional. Um, so this is sort of, I'm afraid to say it's quite commonplace actually, um, a, lot, a lot more common than people realise. Um, so 
it's wonderful to think. And if you have it, if 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 you're in, if you're in, if you have, you know, I like to think of families as like a set. You kind of like you were saying that we have like like different f- sorts of families. Like we'll have like our, a group of friends. We'll have a group of you know pe- pe- people who we do sports with or whatever it might be. It could be we might we might have joined a film club five or ten years ago and we meet them every Thursday at two o'clock for t- tea and sandwiches and they'll be like a family to you too. So we have different elements like sorry we have different sets and we might have like elements in the set and they could be like a set of co-workers or you know a set of whatever so <clears throat> pardon me excuse me <clears throat> so i suppose really um the main sort of element would be your nuclear family the people who you were direct- directly related to and the elements of that set it's very sort of it's a bit like a bag of licorice all sorts if i may say so myself it's sort of like you can kind of you you don't know you don't quite know what you're going to get sometimes and it's it, like you can be very lucky and you can all get on very well and I'm sure there are lots of people out there who do, um but actually it's more commonplace perhaps though I would I would like to suggest that, that actually mightn't be the case it mightn't be something as sort of um sour as a bag of licorice or so it could be a bag of rebels and I don't know but you know it, it could be we need to be careful because um in order for thing in order for people to have ha- have your back and in order for pe- for that support of that structure to be a supportive one we, in my view we need to have a motivation for that being the case and i think you're absolutely right in the fact that it by definition you're sort of saying that it should be and i w- i would agree wholeheartedly it makes no sense and it defies intuition at least like logical intuition um a- any rational like you know like um uh, um how much you say it any rational sort of like symbiotic kind of uh framework where it wouldn't be a helpful exchange of people but all too often i think we're seeing now is that you have not necessarily like family breakdown but just people not communicating with each other and i think there's two distinct things to ha- that happen there and this happens within all different sets of your of groups it's not just the family but people in general have a great deal of difficulty in communicating with one another and i think it might be helpful to, to kind of like maybe not maybe not now or you know but we can certainly touch on it where we talk about communication and how people actually communicate and motivations for communication um because if you don't have a motivation to talk to somebody um then that can lead to issues whereas i suppose when, when, when i say issues what i mean by that is like feelings that are sort of um there's sort of there's a departure from what's expected so you might suspect that okay i have a you know i i have a a, a grandfather um you know we never really spoke he, he never spoke to me i never spoke to him that was that you know don't think much about it end of story that could be just fine but i think what we're saying and i think i would quite agree with you and i i, I hope i'm picking you up correctly you can tell me if i'm wrong but i think what you were saying was you're sort of saying like the family structure kind of has your back and i'd love to, i would like to be of the opinion that I agree with this and I to a large extent I do agree with this and um, I say to a large extent not wholeheartedly because I in my own circumstance it hasn't been quite the case which is why I'm sort of given the contrary but I would agree with you in principle the family should be completely defined to be a structure that supports what you're doing and also you support what they're doing clearly and obviously if they're you know doing something stupid you'll go in and say look i think that you know you need to start treating yourself like somebody who deserves to be cared for and not doing stupid silly things and actually think about doing it something this way so being being sort of um it's like a, a recursive thing <clears throat> so i suppose it's it's helpful to think about um have a premise where yes the family structure is good it's something that is supportive it's something that we 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 really want to sort of um uh, take very take very seriously and very personally um but then we also have to acknowledge the fact that sometimes that that doesn't actually quite happen and i think there's 
two main reasons. I think it's down to communication, and I think it's down to you know that bag of liquor all sorts. When people are you know people are a bit, uh, people are different, you know, and people have different personalities, they have different motivations, um, and there's like I said, there's different reasons for people not sort sort of talking, and sometimes it's for, with good reason, you know. So, so sometimes there's very good reasons. Now I'm talking, I'm speaking in abstractions, so maybe it might be more more helpful to kind of talk more sort of personally. So I suppose. I have a little bit of a different experience. I have a sort of a step family as well, so that kind of that in that sort of how much you say it, that um, uh, sort of um, situation kind of makes it a little bit more interesting to say the least. Um, and then sort of, I suppose like the liter- the literature on step families is is quite clear. The whole like blended notion, um, it's notoriously li- it's notoriously difficult to get that thing working pro- um, quite. Like you're, you're trying to get that V12 diesel engine whistling. It's a bit difficult to do that with with um with people who are not blood related, and that right there is precisely a term I'd like to kind of focus on is the whole like blood thicker than water concept, uh, which is I I suppose like not very sort of it's on a it's I'm digressing from what you're saying because you're talking about the nuclear family, and I think that's perhaps where we should probably stay. I mean kind of with today really and maybe we could look at sort of the other situations uh maybe later on today or another time um but i suppose the reason why i'm raising it is because it's my own background and also as well as that that you'll find that the, you know again the literature will state since like the 1970s that the nuclear families are becoming less and less of a phenomena and people are getting married and divorced a lot more now uh which is you know there's pro- this pros and cons to that but it all goes back to me regardless of what one situation is it's actually not that important although it turns out that it is but i would still argue on a global scale it's not when i say global i don't mean internationally i mean like you've got like a local variable and like a global variable i think the global variable dominates where if people are better or make the effort to communicate more clearly uh that could possibly override these sorts of in these sorts of inbuilt differences however there's got to be a motivation for that, and that's where I think we might fall down. So I'm not I'm not too sure if that kind of answers your question. It probably doesn't. Um, I can go into more detail if you like. I don't know what you want to know. Um, but but uh, I think it's helpful to sort of give the backbone to the non sort of nuclear family, which unfortunately is more common these days than I suppose it it, it was before. You know. Um, well, unfortunately, I you know I that that might be another word that people might need to use. Um, lightly, uh, I know of a lot of people that might have step step uh, step family that get on really good with them. Um, so it's a really mm-hmm. very much like a, a basis by basis kind of kind of thing. I think in terms of nuclear families and all that, um, I I hate differentiating between nuclear, global, and all that kind of stuff because even with step family, in certain cases they become nuclear family. Like, there's such a good bond there. Um, So, in terms of family, it's really... I mean, you know, the the clear definition of maybe a family that that might be changing um, as as more Mm -hmm. and more countries are kind of um, also admitting to and probably recognizing same-sex marriages and um, families made by same sexes. Um, Mm -hmm. So in that case, then, you know, you probably probably won't have the same blood as the other parent. Definitely won't have the same blood as the other parent. There's only one person that can can do it. Um, 
in both cases. So the t- the the sense of family there is around the family love that is given, um, and also in a way, um, it can be people that you kind of look up to. So I like to think that um, mm, some people, point, yeah. yeah, some people might look up to their father or their mother. Um, in certain cases, maybe a brother too, um, a sort of an inspiration in the family home um, to to keep them going. Um, so I, I think there's a lot of important points there in terms of family that it's not just people that you wake up and they're in the house. I think when 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 you start thinking like that, you're getting detached from the whole family environment, uh, and it's probably a negative thing. And, and at that point, you probably have to take a step back and realize, well, what what is actually going on? Because there's no point in having that kind of a negative relationship with family. Um, there's no point in waking up and arguing from from the first hour, right? It's important yeah. to to develop that uh, communication, as you say. And sometimes it can even be just... I mean, nowadays it's really, really difficult to have good conversations with people based on um, social media, on phones in general. A lot of the time, people are probably looking at their phone for a long time. Uh, be it in the day, you're talking to them. Same thing in families, right? I mean, you can probably see it where... Um, or imagine it if you can't see it, but... You know, some there's some cases where you might be sitting in the living room, you might be watching something with your parents, and if you have a brother or a sister, perhaps even you, um, subconsciously you always go to grab the phone to take a look at it. Now that creates a different environment where before you were watching TV or a movie with your parents, and there could have been that communication, that kind of oh look what mm-hmm. happened there or what happened there, and asking questions and all that. The moment you take the phone. You're nearly <coughs> stepping away from that atmosphere, which oh, is completely. damaging, I think. Completely. And so you break yeah. that communication barrier. There's a very, there's a couple of really interesting points that you you've hit on, and the first one is mentorship, which I think I'm going to actually even write down. I'm going to even write down during the podcast. How bold is that? Yeah. Right, is that, <laughs> wow. is that, is that, no, no, I'll tell you because it's worth it. Because so you've mentioned there the notion of a mentor of being a mentor. I think that's a huge, a huge one. Uh, before I forget, I'm going to just run through through them briefly. You mentioned about it. So the mentorship one, first of all, you then mentioned about the sort of not living as one. So like sort of ignoring people and stuff like that, and and how we should there should be like a cohesion there. I can really agree, agree with that. Uh, and then I suppose maybe interblended with that concept you mentioned about like um, sort of when we're having dinner or whatever it might be, um, like. Here's here's one for you. Like, there's a lot of like families will like. It's about events, isn't it? So you'll have like I know certainly in Italian culture, I know it's I think it's true 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 typically in France as well. And I could be wrong with this, but we're like 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 dinner at home will go on for several hours in the evening, and I think that's a wonderful thing because nowadays what's happening is because of the because we're so hyper communi- because we're also hyper connected, the communication has gone out the window, which is you know a, a standard result for you know a sense of technology which we don't really have any control over which is just you know that, that, that that's nobody's fault it's just we're just living through that part of history now and we look back in 20 year, years time going how do we juggle all these different things that we're doing like <laughs> simultaneously it's a little bit ridiculous but um everything that you do takes effort and we only have x amount of it and it's about per, like like prioritizing so without going around the go, without going around the bend too much what i'm trying to say in simple terms is that there are certain sort of events that families engage in such as having dinner and uh, together, you know, and doing different things where, you know, they do these things as a group. So going on your phone 
or having your dinner in a, in a different room or not turning up to dinner at all or stuff like that that should be like and every every family has their own rules you know like you would you know that that you know i always you'd always see it in in, in certainly in american shows where oh can i be excused from the table you know <laughs> which is a bit, little, little bit unusual i suppose a bit to, too much I suppose, <laughs> Yeah, it might be. Yeah, but there's a sort of a reason why they're why they're asking there, and it's important not to forget why that sort of that sort of mind frame has been sort of instilled. You know, and it's important because I think you're right. I think once you stop doing things together, then it's like something dies, and that's the that's the point right there. I just want to really emphasize put emphasis on that because that you've nearly hit the. For me, you hit the nail on the head there with that comment, uh, and I don't want you to move away from it just yet. Um, I, I think if you, as you were saying, if you stop having those those events, <clears throat> those moments together, uh, at that point then, how do you differentiate just like um, family to then just friends, right? People that you just uh, talk to every so often, and you, you've broken that barrier of like what made you connected, you've all of a sudden taken that down. It's like, well, now we're not having these moments anymore. Um, so it's like as if you're pushing them away when, mm-hmm. in theory anyway, doesn't matter how much you push, family's always going to be there. But in practice, there's always going to be a, a limit to that. And I think that's really important, um, especially nowadays um, with technology or with general communication skills in certain people lacking Um because of technology and because they want to be the next big TikToker or YouTuber. Um, mm-hmm. A simple thing of half an hour at the dinner table and just chatting, just talking without arguing or without anything makes a huge difference uh, to your overall relationship with your family. Yeah, absolutely. It's like, as you were talking, I was sort of running through it in my mind. It's like, I really would say that the institution of the family is probably the biggest sort of thing that we have. And it's the only thing so far that the government has unsuccessfully tried to penetrate. Now, <clears throat> they're doing a mighty fine job of it, of course, but it's one of those things where every other dominion in your life is getting infiltrated, but the family has remained yet, thankfully, well, within reason, it's remained to be a structure. And if that structure doesn't exist, then... You could ask the more broader question, which is kind of what you implied. What are we, you know, we're just a bunch of people like living together. We just become like roommates or something. Whereas rather than that, we're actually, we're actually a family and there is a structure and everyone has their place, you know, within reason. They all have different functions within the group. And also, like you kind of mentioned as well about the whole like mentorship role where you have someone that you would look up to or you'll have somebody who, you know, it's sort of, it's a very, I think it's a very integral thing. And it's important that it's understood. And I think perhaps it might always, like, you might all, it's it's sort of like trying to forget, it's trying to, it's like trying to forget how to ride a bike. You never kind of forget. You sort of get up and you start, you get on your bike and off you go. But if you were to try and learn the mechanisms for learning to ride a bike, you'd find it very difficult to, to so it's like trying to teach someone how to ride their bike. It's like you'd have difficulty in trying to break down the steps when you yourself have been doing it for so long. So it's, well, I think it's one of those sort of concepts where, um, yeah, it's it, also we, we do it automatically. It's also one of those, uh, just while you were saying, like um, trying to break down the steps for uh, for teaching someone how to how to ride a bike. Uh, another thing that I see there is, you know, 
probably a, a little bit of a side sidebar on this, but just kind of a uh, a point that I think about sometimes is um, because you know as I grow older uh, and wiser, some might say, um, although debatable, but um, the 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 idea of family does become more apparent to me. You know, um, it's like when is when is a good point if there is a good point um, to have a family and. I weigh a lot of things up rationally. I'm not being selfish about this. Uh, but no, no, no. You have to be selfish about this because if you're not, then it could lead into a situation which you might not necessarily would like to be in, I think. Now, I could well be wrong, and I'll, I know billions of people will tell you no because back in, the, in say, like the, the, the 1920s, you know, if you were like 25 and you didn't have a family, there was something very, very wrong. You know, it, it was a very different culture. So maybe I'm not quite right in saying that. But well, sorry for interrupting you. In terms of being, I, I don't, what I mean by not being selfish is that um, I'm not just going to have a kid because I want a kid. I need to be in a financial state. I need to be in a mental state where I can actually take care of the kid. Um, it's very easy to have a kid. <laughs> I mean, you don't, you pretty much um happens for some for some cases by accident and some kids listening if there's any kids listening might be like wait what do you mean by accident well you might have to have that talk with your parents um but in general i'm trying to think about this not selfishly but at at, at any point i'll be bringing another person's life into this earth and i have to make sure that i have every possible resource available to me to give them a proper chance. Um, so that's that's in the sense of not being selfish. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So one of the things that, bringing it back to that side, side, uh, side road, is trying to, sometimes I think about, oh, all these things that I'll have to do. And the one thing that scares me is, how do you teach someone to talk? That's it. That's how do you teach a child to say to speak words that's one thing that i just will probably never ever understand um because it's very easy to be like oh yeah just you know say chair say table but i'm like how do they physically know what the words mean behind the words i mean you can point but a child's not going to realize oh yeah that's chair um but anyway that's a that's a sidebar altogether that that goes into maybe maybe an episode in uh, languages and words and all that kind of stuff but oh yeah oh, we'll have that um but yeah it's uh, in that sense you have to be selfish about you know what are you 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 have to understand um that a child should not just be something to um kind of like christmas right christmas christmas time uh, every you'll hear you'll see it all over the 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 news all over everything it's like dogs are not for christmas they're not just for christmas you've committed to a pet um now i don't want to say that a, a baby's a pet but what i'm trying to say is that it's not just for a period of time you can't just like then let it go and just be like you know what i don't want to do this anymore because you've committed you've put a responsibility in there um to say that i will take care of this individual this person this kid that is me um for the rest of its life for the rest of my life um so that's a bond that you've done uh, and the bond and the bond doesn't get maybe uh, maybe this is a point of argument for certain people but like the bond doesn't get stronger i think 
when the baby's born and you're fully committed, that's at its that that's at its max. That's like this is it. This is what I'm going to take care of. Um, the bond just gets weaker. Um, all it can do is get weaker in terms of doing certain things to push away. Uh, you're breaking that bond. It's like in an exam starting at 100%. You're only ever going to lose grades. You never make any more. Um, so oh, it's, that's interesting. I view it as the entire opposite, but go on. In, that's fascinating. In, just, in my eyes, it's like, like when you see that, when you see your kid just there, I find it very um, probably unhumane to think, oh, that's a, I don't care about that thing. Because to me anyway, from from my feelings and from my personality, if I was at the, the hospital ward and I saw my kid, I would have such a strong attachment to the kid that I don't think I, it could get any stronger. It's like, that's it. I would kill myself. I would die for this per- for this little little me. Um, so for me, it, it, it only gets weaker. Um, so it's really important to maintain that um, f- from you, um, but also to give back to the child that then it, it wants to keep that connection to you. Um, children are, and kids and young adults and teens and whatever, are very weird uh, in the sense that they do things, they say things. Um, and then it's only when they reach a certain age that they realize, you know what, they really did the best for me. And usually that age is when they have kids. Uh, so, um, yeah, that was just my little parfait. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a nice synopsis, and I think you're right. I, I think it's very helpful to be informative in relation to what sort of decisions you're making about your life. And sort of, it's a very difficult kind of go back to what you started there at the, at the beginning. Um, it's difficult to know precisely when one should start their own family. And there are a lot of different things that kind of have to fall into place before that sort of happens. At least, hopefully, that is the case. Um, you know, far too many people are, are 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 not having the line of dominoes in place, and then they let they let the they let, they let the first like do, like domino go, and then three or four like dominoes in the whole thing stops, and it's like, oh dear, what 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 happened there? It's like, yep, yeah, of course not, because you didn't prepare for this. And the idea is that you have all oh, the dominoes going la, da, 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 until you kind of get to the end. And then hopefully by that stage, the, your, your own child is going to have their own kid. And then the domino sizes change and then you have an, another another sort of iteration. That's my that's my thing of it. Um, but yeah, no, I think you're right. I, I think it's important to... to and I like I don't, this is what kind of why I chirped in. It's not about being selfish. I don't think that is true because by you having all your ducks in a row... Um, you're doing a huge service to, to that person. So you have to be selfish by definition to get it right for those who don't have a choice, which is, you know, the unborn. So, you know, I mean, it's essential that we kind of think these things through before they happen. It's always nice to know, um, as Paul Drack once said, the, the, you know, the, the world famous physicist, he said, I always like to know how, I always like to know the beginning, the ending of a sentence before I begin it. And uh, I think he's right. That's a great way to end this part of the show, I think, with the great Dirac. Um, the famous Dirac equation. Um, if anybody did physics, I'm so sorry. Um, but also, well done, because um, it's very interesting. Um, I think there's more to explore here. There will definitely have a part two uh, for the following week. Uh, where we were, as you said, um, rightly so, we'll concentrate more on the uh, is blood thicker than water concept. Um yeah, so let's just expand there briefly. So I mentioned that 
kind of term there in the in the middle of the episode, so it mightn't have been quite picked up. So I suppose we mentioned about like we'll synopsis if 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 I may, I'll synopsize this. So yeah. we sort of mentioned at the beginning about like um, I suppose we define like the family as like like a support structure being there, something that we we kind of like like need, something that we look up to, something that's very important to us, and also how we looked at briefly how sometimes families can be not like not so functional they can be quite dysfunctional and it leads to the question then well how strong are these family ties and bonds because if it goes wrong which it often does which is fine because that's just human life how do we then kind of either do we like do we overcome these things and get stronger as a result which i think is often the case or can we go one step too far and then it's like oh no no you know you've done that no i'm not you know that that's it we're, we're not going to talk again and you know, you've got that friction there, and then that sort of, particularly in Irish society, I'm not too sure about other societies around the world, but Irish people can be very, very, very stubborn. I'll use the word, I'll use, I'll use the word stubborn. I won't use other words that I have in my mind, but I think stubborn, it's, it's a useful term. Uh, so I think if we look at a whole notion of like, is your family, your, your sort of, your, excuse me, your, your related family, are they always going to be superseding your sort of like your other groups of people that we discussed like your you know the people who you go for coffee with and stuff like that um can those can those um can those friendships never be stronger than your family ties uh, which i think at, at least at face value is nonsense of course they can but because we're related and because there's that there's that bloodline there and all the ramifications that come with that and all the administration things that come with that throughout life, through inheritance and so on, and all that sort of crap. Um, does that make a difference? And maybe next time we'll look into that a little bit more and we'll see sort of how that thing might work. Yeah, we'll, we'll have a conversation around that um, more than anything. Um, but I think for now, I think we've kind of, kind of divulged, kind of discussed uh, some some nice ideas and we'd love to hear your, your thoughts and opinions about family as a whole um perhaps perhaps you have a different experience whatever it may be please do feel free to share quick recommendation for our listeners before you go i've just had my tea and i've put it in a flask as i as i as i do um and i had my i'm now using these like um sugar cubes rather than the sugar itself I and mean, the sugar cubes have been around for some time um the phenomenon of the sugar cube it's a, it's a, a wonderful thing um I have been using the cubes and I haven't been stirring it. So when I get to the bottom of the tea, just all sugar. I'm now getting all the sugar. Oh, it's just, oh, it's so, and it's also the, the end of the episode too. So I'm really happy about this. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. So, now you get to, now you get to enjoy the, the end of the tea all to yourself um, without having to, to, I, I imagine it's quite grainy though. <laughs> you haven't allowed well, it to melt. <laughs> well, I think if you have brown sugar, it's more grainy, but I must say, whatever that was, that was marvellous. <laughs> well, sometimes you need a good teeth-rotting <clears throat> snack. <laughs> oh, oh, that's it. So my, I got my tooth out, and I have a large hole now. There you go. And um, Fill it, it with reminds sugar. me every time. <laughs> yeah, it reminds me every time. It's like, oh, hot, cold. Nope. Do you, ever, do you ever... Here's here's one thing, right? I was talking to, to somebody at work, and they, they were saying that the, their their dentist was very angry with them. Uh, because uh, their teeth, their teeth are just not uh, not at the state that they should be. They should be happy because they're going to make make a lot of money That's, out of that person. That is yeah. exactly what I'm. I'm like, well, they're they're definitely not 
completely mad at you, right? Because also, first, you don't know the person. Uh, second, you have no emotional attachment to them. And third, you'll just be coming back next week or next month to get something else done. So more money for but them. You'd be surprised because to be fair to the dentist or whoever it is, they're in a, I dare use the term caring profession, but like, even with like an optician, like they'll try and do the, their best for you. So if they're saying, look, you know, I can extract four teeth or I, I can extract six, but if if I if I had it my way, I'd take out the whole bottom row. But look, I'll just go with three because you know I'm in a bit extreme here, of course. But if there's like a, if if they, you know you can come to with like multiple issues and to, to to like to be fair, I don't know what's like in different countries, but to be fair, they will try and sort you out and they will try and have your best interest at heart. No, it, I believe this, but um, so to say that the the, the dentist do, doesn't care, he's he's a, he's a cold, callous like butcher with an, an anesthetic. I don't know. That's very fair, but not that you were saying that, by the way. But the, um, no, I I, I, was, I know what you mean. Yeah. But uh, I was mostly just saying, <clears throat> if you go in with like terrible teeth, they're not gonna. They're not really going to be mad. They're just be like, oh, you need to take care of your teeth a bit more. As a professional, I'm just telling you. Kind of like if you go to a doctor and you eat so much sugar and you're diabetic, they're going to be like, hey, look, you're going to have to really take care of yourself a bit more. Um, But they're not going to be like, oh, I'm so sad now that I'm going to go cry in the corner because you're doing this, you know? It's like a different, it's more of a professional thing. No more than everybody at their job, uh, if they take their job seriously. There's certain things that that will kind of, you know, uh, annoy you uh, so you'll feel more strongly about it same thing with dentists and doctors they're not really see, going to be like really really upset about something that you do um, you see those a, large firms extent. yeah you see those large firms they have it right so they know by 2040 or I'm just making this out of the top of my head by 2040 we're going to have X amount of stents needed in people to date so we're going to just like ramp up production from 2022 to 2025 because we know people are just going to get more sick and there's more of them so we're just going to make more so they like and like to to be fair they're right so it's not like oh we need to make we need to start pumping out advertising campaigns for people to get together with their wonderful families and go for runs it's not like that at all they're just going to no just let them get fatter let let, no and we just make a profit of it I think they're dead right because by and large people's behaviours are not going to change which is sort of you know which is in a way which is kind of like hey if you can Keep if you can live the life you want to live um, without having any seriously negative impacts. I mean, I I know a diabetic that still eats slices of cake, waffle with Nutella, whatever it is. He doesn't care about the amount of sugar oh, that he eats. Now, people would advise. People would say, "Oh, you're a diabetic. You should probably take care of yourself." Um, he doesn't How about because you he has a fuck yourself, man. Yeah, <laughs> he has a pump, so he can have direct insulin pumped into his blood, and he's like. What's the point, right? I have a fake pancreas right here at the side of my uh, <laughs> my hip. Why why don't I enjoy life? Um, so the more these companies bring out these things, allows people with like illnesses like that to still live their life. Um, I remember I I, I I assisted in a procedure. You'll never guess how many stents one poor individual. Had. Now I say poor, but obviously they didn't feel much. Um, but they got <laughs> a total of eight stents. Uh, these were coronary stents in their heart um, and they were 92 um, and they got up kicking away they were good as new uh, and they were dancing in about the next day they were dancing around um, so uh, yeah if the medical technology is there enjoy life That's- this is the thing but uh, maybe this, this is definitely for another episode but I'd like to kind of think about um, well, what, what was I going to say 
Oh, it's gone now. No, but um, like oh yeah, here yeah, here's one for you. So I don't. I I'm far from having a weight problem, but I'm about five kgs over what I think I should be. So I'd like to lose a bit of weight. Um, basically, because it's it's a it's a very um, how much you say it? It's a very um um. It's a very vain goal to just like be, be able to, you know, get a better 5k running time or whatever it might be. So I'm like shedding weight to make that happen, right? So therefore, I'm eating less, right? You eat, you, you, you got to decrease your calorie intake and increase your calorie output and, you, and bam, you lose weight. And providing you don't have a glandular problem, that 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 works, right? So, so I'm now eating less, right? So I'm on like twice a day eating and I'm dropping weight like mad. And it's, it's, I feel great. I actually feel really good. Uh, I just find I need more sleep, but anyway, the point I'm making here in simple terms is that for these people who want to inject insulin and then have their cake and their waffles and jaff cakes and whatever the fuck it is, that's fine, but like, maybe to think about, okay, we have this wonderful like medical marvel, you know, using insulin and so on, so those types of diabetics don't have any issue, but maybe it's better to kind of think of the more central issue, which is actually that the fact that they they actually crave sugar and kind of how that plays a, f- a fact. And I'm just thinking about these things quite quite recently where I'm starting to do everything less, but anything that I do do, I'm doing it. Oh, do do. And it's, it's having a better impact on me. What was that? You you just said you, you do do. So just keep that in mind that that's in the episode now. Okay, well, um, if I did a doo-doo, then that's a different story. But, you know, if it's a double-doo or a doo-doo-doo, I don't know. Yeah. Um, you do <laughs> you, that's all I know. Yeah. I think I think we'll 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 uh, leave it at that because we're kind of digressing from the main topic and and this is med- medical technology might be an episode in itself but also um, all the other stuff that we talked about through this point to this uh, final um, part of the episode could be each little point could be its own episode uh, and I think that'd be that'd be an interesting one uh, so I like tangents um, that's it they blow, that's, up uh, to infin- to, they blow up to infinity sorry I just had to get that in there. <laughs> Um, you've been listening to the Udemonia podcast I've been your host Mick and I've been Don a pleasure everybody today thank you for listening I hope it was interesting and somewhat relevant and we will chat to you next week yeah next week with another part 2 episode of this so uh, if you liked this one you'll definitely enjoy the next one so uh, as always if you have anything you want to reach out discuss or anything our, our, our socials our email address is in the description box below Uh, But at the moment, anyway, we will catch you next week with a brand new episode of the show. So, peace. Go check it out.